yeah, uh Heavy crown radio, you know it's going down With the niece, you can see, she's the queen with the crown Talking real life, wild nights, and current events Breaking down, even giving tips on relationships Hey, you don't wanna miss, ready, here we go Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio Super entertaining, yeah that's for sure Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio Hey, long time no listen I've been really busy Um, I know I always have an excuse But I've been super busy It's been wild But I wanted to get you something today Because I'm going away and I'm going to go enjoy myself on a beach so that I can relax and not have all this pressure on me because I've had a lot of pressure on me lately and sometimes you just get to decompress. So I want to decompress and come back and be my best self. So I wanted to share some little anecdotes with you today as per usual. I mean, you know that I always joke that I'm in no position to give relationship advice, but I think I can tell you this. After being in multiple relationships that didn't work out, I have a wealth of knowledge. Mistakes are wealthy with uh, knowledge there, people. I'll tell you that right now. My most successful relationship was with a guy who always encouraged me to talk to him about anything and everything. It didn't matter what it was. Like if I was upset about something, like he would want to hear it. He didn't care if it was like something stupid. He just wanted to know what it was so that I could get it off my chest. And we were very open about things. And he was never like judgmental about it or like angry. He never like led with anger or anything. He was just like, I understand that you feel that way and that sucks. But we talked about anything and everything without anger and our minds were open to listening to each other and we were never defensive. You know, we took our personal feelings seriously and that trust and communication I think was essential. We ended up splitting up for other difficult reasons, other, you know, difficult circumstances that, you know, really couldn't have been prevented. But we had a great relationship. Being in situations where I couldn't express myself freely was an awful feeling. But that relationship taught me that you have to be open. You have to be transparent. But being that vulnerable, I think sometimes is scary, especially when you don't know how someone will react. I have always personally disliked being vulnerable because it gives that person the opportunity to use your feelings against you, which has happened to me. And I think that hurts. I've had a good strong wall up for a long time now, but I realized that having that wall up is also to my detriment. Like that saying, walls don't keep other people out, they fence you in. And I have been fenced in. I've definitely fenced myself in because of bad relationships I've been in. My pride wouldn't allow me to be as transparent as I should have been. Pride just had me walking away, no explanation, no resolution. And that is something that I've had to learn to let go of. It doesn't help any situation to not communicate, but both people have to be willing to hear each other out. Both people. If that's one piece of advice that I could give anyone, it's have an open mind. Instead of leading with emotion or leading with, you know, being upset, take your relationship with someone serious enough that their concerns matter to you. Even if you don't initially agree, at least try to understand that person's perspective. You're not always right. I'm not always right. You should tell yourself that too. I think nowadays people forget to be partners and they check out mentally long before the relationship ends. And you're never going to agree on everything, but that's why compromise exists. I had a boyfriend actually a couple years ago who would never tell me when anything was wrong. If anything bothered him, nothing. He would never tell me. I could always tell that he was annoyed, but he would never tell me why. 
he'd tell his friend who would relay the message to me. So another lesson here is to keep your shit in-house. Letting other people in and keeping your person in the dark is unbelievably cruel. Privacy is underrated these days, especially with the, you know, the advent of social media and the, all the activities on there. Value the privacy that you have in your relationship. Keep your partners feeling safe. There should never be anybody that you go to before them. Protect your relationship and work your shit out. I'm not saying to pretend that everything's dandelions, sunflowers, rainbows, and that everybody's dancing and happy. That's not how it is. That's not real life. Let's be real. Sometimes your partner will be annoying as shit. Or they'll say something annoying as shit. Or they'll say something you don't agree with. But that doesn't give you license to share it with the world or go out and just spill your guts about what your problems are and not share them with the person that you're with. It's one thing to go for advice because, you know, sometimes we do that. But it's quite another thing to just share it with other people and not share it with the person that you're with. My ultimate goal is to find someone who will be open and honest and appreciate me opening up to them. Because that's a big deal for me. It's a big, if I open up to you, like that's huge. That's a big deal. Successful relationships aren't perfect. They're hard work. You should be able to be an individual while at the same time being part of your partnership. Another lesson I've learned is that maintaining your own identity is essential. I learned years ago when I suddenly found out and realized that I had lost myself in a relationship. I had lost my identity. And you have to have the freedom to be yourself. That doesn't mean go ahead and be an obnoxious asshole. It just means, you know, don't let anyone hinder your identity or your personal growth. Have a mind of your own. And another thing that I think is super underrated in relationships is space. Space in a relationship is not a bad thing. You need space in order to maintain your individuality and to appreciate being together that much more. Because I'll tell you, being together 24-7 just isn't healthy. You have to be able to do your own thing. You should be able to do your own thing. And you should support and encourage one another to do your own individual things. And support and encouragement are the key words here. Be supportive and encouraging and be a person's safe place. The world is cruel enough. You don't have to agree and go along with everything, like I said, but if your person has something that they're passionate about, like encourage them, be their cheerleader. Another lesson that I learned the hard way is don't silently agree and go along with anything that doesn't work for you. I've made that mistake. I just, I didn't want to rock the boat. I was scared. Speak up immediately if something is bothering you or doesn't work for you. Do not expect someone to read your mind. They don't know your boundaries unless you tell them. Now let's speak on boundaries real quick. Boundaries and standards get you some. Don't let anyone get comfortable disrespecting you. Sometimes I take that a little bit too extreme because if someone disrespects me, I think all the years that I spent being disrespected, I wind up taking out on that person. <laughs> That's something that I, I've worked on a lot and I think we all have our flaws and our areas of improvement. But definitely don't let anyone get comfortable disrespecting you because if they feel comfortable disrespecting you, they aren't for you. They're never going to respect you and they aren't even for themselves. And this definitely applies to friendships as well. Don't ever in a million years let your friends get comfortable disrespecting you. That will show you right then and there they're not your friend. Because I'll tell you this right now, especially if you have friends who talk about other friends to you and bash the shit out of their friends and then... Two seconds later, they're off going out to lunch with that friend, to dinner with that friend. What do you think they're saying about you? It's pretty telling, if you ask me. I actually have an alleged friend who is fine with me to my face, but to everybody else, complains about me. 
and I'm not going to say what they complain about because it'll give it completely away, but it just, it, it honestly gives me a laugh because there's just no leg to stand on here with this. Multiple people have confirmed the veracity of the, the statements that have been made. But here's the thing. If you have a problem with me and I don't know about it, you have a problem. I don't have a problem. Your inability to communicate has nothing to do with anyone except for yourself. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn as well. I think other people could stand to learn certain things like that. And I actually get frustrated with people who do that now. I learned when I was in a relationship where anything I communicated was criticized, dismissed, or never taken seriously. And not a thing I did was good enough, and I always missed the mark. And boy, did I try to hit the mark every time. I was always trying to be perfect and measure up to these unrealistic expectations that were placed upon me. And after I left that scenario, I struggled to communicate. I think when someone puts you down so much, you start to believe it. And you get afraid, because of the consequences, you get afraid to speak up for yourself. And after I left that scenario, I definitely struggled a lot with communication. I'd stay silent and I'd be angry and resentful because I wasn't speaking up about things that bothered me. And I had to work on that. It took me years and a lot of problems happening on loop for me to break that cycle. I actually didn't realize it until one day I got in a fight with this one particular guy that I had been seeing for a while. And I was just like, this affected me. This, you know, you didn't really know this person that well, but this affected me long term. And this is the reason why I struggle communicating with you. And he didn't know, but I had to take that moment to be vulnerable to bring that up because it was something that bothered me. And it was something that was preventing me from being honest and being able to communicate fully. And now I speak freely, so freely that, like I said, people who can't communicate and behave the way that I used to frustrate the shit out of me. And I now understand what this poor bastard dealt with from me for so long. The man was a saint. I mean, I'm not going to let him off scot-free. He's got his own communication issues. But I'm not going there because he's still a very valuable friend to me. I mean, he's never going to hear this anyway. He's never going to listen to it. Um, but I just like to keep him and I private. But what I will say is that he has worked on himself and I'm proud of him. I am. None of us are perfect. And if you think you are, sweetheart, take several seats. Because you're just as flawed as the rest of us. And I have to say this, all of the things that I'm mentioning are personal lessons that I have learned for myself. And I'm going to continue to say that because I want you to know I'm not judging you. I have literally been in most of these situations that I'm bringing up. And I actually, not even most, all. All of the situations I'm bringing up, I've been a part of somehow. I was complicit in my own pain. And I think you have to rise up and take control of your own emotions and your own communication and stand up for yourself. At the end of the day, that's what counts. You have to have your own back. But if you're in a relationship, you also have to have that other person's back. It's not a contest about who could care less. It's about love. So what I have to say is I'm really good at relationships, but I am beyond terrible at dating. I hate dating, it's frustrating, and I hate games. I literally hate games now. I used to play games, and that shit does nothing but create more ambiguity, more frustration, and you don't know what's going on, and it just clouds everything and makes everything shitty. I don't recommend it. I personally believe that dating is as awful as driving during rush hour in Boston. I'll give you this example. I was driving during rush hour on Child Street in Boston. And you have to be on guard or you'll get taken advantage of, similar to dating. You let one person into your lane and 20 other people behind them are driving their steering wheel hard to starboard like they're on the Titanic avoiding an iceberg. 
just to try to get into your lane. And Bostonians would rather rear-end the person in front of them than let one more person in than the one person they waved in into their lane. It's, it's the principle of it. it. You know, that's probably why our car insurance is so high. And maybe that analogy makes zero sense to you, but dating feels like rush hour traffic to me. Take this one guy um, that I was supposed to meet a month ago, okay? He texts me three hours before the date to tell me his sister surprised him and is coming over to work on his house. So what's the deal, bro? Is your sister a brawny lumberjack? Because personally, I polled my male friends who would rather have gone on a date. Even country grandma said to me, like, um, I would rather go on a date than have my sister come over and fiddle with, like, throw pillows. I would much rather go on the date. So theory here, an ex probably popped back up, which in that scenario, best of luck, buddy. All the best to you. I wish men would be honest and just say, hey, I don't want to go out with you or I don't want to go out. But then again, I've also used some clever excuses in my day as well. But I now prefer to be honest if I don't feel like going out, if I'm tired or I'm stressed, what have you. I'd rather make a good first impression than be miserable. And I'd rather be honest with someone if I'm just really not feeling it. I'm not going to come out and say, listen, I'm not feeling you, but I'm going to say, you know, I really just don't think we should go out. That's it. Be honest. I'll never forget years ago, I was so excited to meet this one guy and it turned out to be a total disaster. I thought he was really cute online. And then I walked up to the restaurant and I saw him. He literally came right up to my shoulder, right to my shoulder. And folks, I'm five feet. I'm a little one. I want to wear heels. I want to wear heels. If you know me, you know I'm all about the shoes. I don't want to look like I'm Chris Humphreys and you're Kim Kardashian. That was the last date. Worst part was that this was during the AFC championship game. And there is no way in hell that I was driving 30 minutes home and missing any action for my Patriots. The date was a bust, but you know what? The Patriots won. I'll take it. But if you did hear the last episode, you know the worst of my dating woes. Another of the things that I have learned, though, is to not only be guarded, but don't let anyone pressure you into going home with them or vice versa. Like, you should never feel any pressure like that. I was on a date one night and it was going great. The drinks were flowing, the guy was hot, and the conversation was on point. Well, the bar closes and he starts pressuring me to go back to my apartment. He even did a countdown out loud so that I'd rush and stop him from grabbing an Uber. (laughs) But anyone who knows me, you know that shit isn't going to work. You know that shit isn't going down. Count to infinity, mofo. My dating convictions are strong. So I go to the bathroom and he leaves me there. Leaves. Let's me walk in a dark parking lot to my car. Takes off in an Uber because I wouldn't sleep with him. Well, he got my wrath. Not just my wrath, but my wrath's wrath. As a man, how dare you leave me alone in a bar to walk in the dark to my car with drunken strangers, multiple drunken strange men everywhere. I'll tell you people, I didn't just fly off the handle with this. I swan dove with such ruthless vigor that when he sobered up the next day, I woke up to the Gettysburg Address of Apologies. The most embarrassed that man ever was in his entire existence. Direct quote. Now normally I don't go nuts. I'm, I'm quite rational. But if you put me in a dangerous situation like that, You're asking for it. Also, if we want to have a good little laugh, Goodnight Moon popped up in my hinge choices the other day. That definitely gave me a hearty laugh. And I had to share that because, again, men should just be honest. 
If you're thinking to yourself that I must be bothered somehow, upset, or any negative emotion, you'd be wrong. Did it maybe bother me a little when I first saw it? Of course it did. That's natural. To be honest, what is any other woman going to get out of that deal? The same shit that I got. And I do want him to be happy because his kids deserve that. Hell, even he deserves that. I think, you know, in relationships, no matter what kind of shit went down, I still wish everyone the best. Even though it didn't work out, I put positivity out. I do. Ask my exes. That's literally always my potting line. I wish you the best. So I'm in no rush to be in any sort of relationship. I know what's meant for me won't pass me. It would be nice to have, but it wouldn't be nice to have just anyone, you know? It has to click. And I've also learned you can't force it. You can't push it. It just has to flow naturally. And it will for me eventually. But in the meantime, how else am I going to entertain you other than to share my hilarious dating stories? I hope you're not only entertained, but I do hope that you learn from my errors and that men hear the errors of other men and straighten up their acts. And if we have learned anything from this episode, it's A, don't cut me off on Child Street and don't count down the minutes till you grab an Uber in a feeble attempt to try to get a woman to sleep with you. Because the valuable lesson in both scenarios, you lose. Game over. Now, I have some great upcoming episodes awesome future guests on deck. Obviously, we still want to all hear from Country Grandma, my best man friend. We still want to redo with Lolo and Kev, and you want more juicy stories. And trust me, they're coming, and you won't be disappointed.